As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. Well, hello there and welcome into the podcast. This is Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott and myself. What is going on, Mr. Scott? How are you? I am well. It's the summertime for those of you that aren't in the Valley and everybody is that are listening somewhere else. It's hot here. So, I mean, I probably said that last month. I'll probably say it again the next month, but it's hot here, but so I don't mind. We should just do the straight I, forecast where I say, Charles, how's it? How's the weather? And you go, it's hot and then move it's on. Hot. It's hot. <laughs> and I know I'm not the only guy that's hot and sweaty. So I'm fine with that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, we were just chatting a little bit before we started the podcast. We just got some of the hurricane this week at the time we're taping the podcast over here on the East Coast. We got a hit a lot with that a little bit, but mostly just rain in my neck of the woods. So the wind side wasn't too terribly bad. So that was good because uh, uh, we get those quite often. So it's still yep. hurricane season through. Guys, hurricane season, I think it's in October still now. But we got a ways <laughs> to go. So we'll see. But I'm glad you guys are doing all right other than the heat. So that's good. How's the uh, grandbaby? Uh, getting bigger. He's he's going to be, we're convinced by the time he's seven, he'll be bigger than we are because neither <laughs> Sherry nor I are ter- terribly big people. And he's already looking like he's, I don't know, I eat him up. They're going to get eaten out of house and home. We're pretty sure. Oh, he's, yeah, trying, no. he's trying now. He's trying so. now. Yeah. It's only going to get worse. We're good. Well, yeah, yeah. That's fine. He's cute. He's we like, that. we like him. So we're, <laughs> he's cute. We don't, and we, like him. we don't have any, we don't have any choice, but we figure he's a keeper. There you go. There you go. That's kind of the criteria, right? To begin with it, right? He's cute and we like him. So we're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good deal. Turn out to be a poop later, but <laughs> not if I have anything to do with it, by golly. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I'll tell you what, folks, we're going to dive into the topic this week. We are talking about financial issues that are particularly challenging for women. Financial issues impact all of us equally, of course, but there are some challenges from time to time that have varying impacts from different people. And sometimes they are unique and sometimes they do affect women a little bit differently. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I, I absolutely do. Uh, and honestly, our experience is because we've worked with lots of women getting going through divorce or mm-hmm. widows in, in the past. I really like uh, working with women because they have a tendency to be you know, potentially sexist here in this comment. They're more susceptible. They're more willing to listen to somebody's input and advice. Guys have a tendency sometimes, because I'm certainly one of those that think they know it all already. <laughs> I so, was going to say no. <laughs> so so yeah. it's kind of a, you know, it's, it's a double-edged sword there, but you know, that that's... I, I don't know if, I don't know if women would take that as sexist or not, because they all know we refuse to ask for directions when we get lost. So <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's right in you that know. same line. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I could see that being the case, being a little bit more open to input or suggestions than some guys are sometimes. Because yeah. especially if you, if you feel like you've done some research in an area, you feel like, hey, I really know something. And even no matter what sex you are, I think either way, when you've done the research for it, I would still agree that I think that a woman might be more inclined to still listen to what you have to say versus sometimes guys will just shut things down and go, nah, yeah. I've already done that. Yeah, yeah that's Been right. There, fold, their that. arm, fold, no, fold their arms, lean back in the chair. And it's like, okay, I'll move on to something else. Possibly, possibly. Yeah. All right. So what level of engagement, uh, Charles, do you find that most women have in the retirement planning process? You know, through the years, uh, I guess you could say statistically, it might lean toward more towards men, I think, but it's... I think it's just really depending upon the household because I don't really like money. I don't really care. Like it's if my wife wants to handle it, she can. You know, she's better with figures than I am. But I okay. think everybody's different, right? Yes, absolutely. I still think the vast majority of the time, and we see it regularly, men seem to be the financial driver. 
or at least they think they are, and they <laughs> want to. <be. laughs> That's fair. No, I, I you know, um, there have been some instances just in the not too terribly distant past where it's we, you know, five minutes into the initial conversation with this couple, we thought this will never work because he'll never listen to anything, and she doesn't know, and she's scared to death. Hmm. And it's, you know, but, but it's not, it, it's, it has been once upon a, you know, a few times where the woman is the f- primary financial driver. She may be making more money, but she still sometimes defers to the, to the husband. I, we did, you know, we, as an advisor, you've got to figure this out. You've got to know where to direct. I mean, and candidly, if a husband and wife come in and we've never met them before, I will never sit across from the husband. I will always sit across from the wife. Interesting. Because I do not want the focus to be the two guys talking. Gotcha. It just, it does not work. I purpose, we always let them sit down first and then I will sit across from the, from the wife. That's interesting. Because, that's an interesting tactic. I like that. Well, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. I would get kicked out of the table by Sherry if I didn't do it, but it just makes <laughs> sense anyway. Right, right. Well, you know, I guess I'm thinking about that too. And it does seem a little odd sometimes. And I don't know if it's just because it's the prospect of the end of life money type of situation or what it might be, you know, this, because a lot of times in most households growing up, you know, it seems like, you know, mom's usually has the purse strings, right? She's making the budget, buying the groceries, you know, you know, the kids school shopping, if I can talk all those kinds of things. And yet it does seem like it turns somewhere when the attention comes to that, the final money kind of focus, the retirement money uh, to where it does seem like one person. And it's inevitable. It's like Murphy's law that the person who is in the driver's seat, whether it's man or woman, winds up being the one that passes away first and sometimes leaves the other one, well, you know, behind the eight ball. Having having no clue. And it's yeah. certainly different if you're not married. If single True. women have a totally different perspective on that. And so you still, you know, that in some respects would you be treating a single man or a single woman the same, but you still don't because they just don't. The brains work different between men and women. They just do. Oh, they're, yeah, for they're, sure. They're built physically, physiologically, they're different. There's some definitely um, some wiring differences for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you got to, if you don't understand it, it'll, you know, come back and bite you in the rear end sometimes. <laughs> but if you do, at least you can understand, you know, just to and be sure that you're, you're not, I don't know any woman that likes to be talked at. Oh, of course not. Yeah. So I don't care, married or single. Nobody likes that. I, I mean, was, nobody should like that anyway. No, so. exactly. I was watching something the other day. It was uh, um, a couple that's uh, he's a she's a professional actress. He's a professional tennis player, and he's like, and he's like, do you enjoy tennis? And, and the uh, the actress said, yeah, I do, but not if my husband tries to teach me. <laughs> that's <laughs> exactly like, yeah. Like, but he's that's a, totally but he's a professional tennis player, and he's she's like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't care yeah. that he's number one in the world or whatever it was at the time. Yeah. You know, it's like she's like, I'd rather anybody else show me. And that thing that's just human nature, right? When you're married a long time, you just start to kind of get in those places. Well, you know, why, I guess you could easily say, see the prior answer, but why is it that it seems so many retired women do find themselves in a difficult situation? Is it some of the things we covered? Is it a lack of just, I just don't want to, that's not my thing or whatever, right? Yeah, it's, it's not my thing. He's taken care of it. Um, Or, you know, if I'm single, obviously I've had to take care of it myself. And I just, finances, it's still for better or for worse, the man's world. It's an old white guy's game. I mean, that, uh, that's, it needs to change for Pete's sake, but that's what it's been from the beginning. And it's really still, we go to conferences. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last conference we were at pre COVID-19, we could actually sit in a room with a bunch of people you didn't know. Right. We would count, we always count who's there. And it's probably the last one was here in Seattle, a very good conference. I would guess at least 85% guys. Right. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of the industry. And it is just, you know, w- women have a tendency, if they're married, not to have been overwhelmingly involved. In well, the financial advisor industry in general has is, uh, I've, there's been things for the last couple of years that uh, definitely a lot of older gentlemen are, you know, 
financial advisors. And as they're retiring, people, the question became was, is there going to be a new younger crop of guys coming up and so on and so forth? That, and yeah. That's, that started to change a bit. But yeah, for a very long time, it was definitely just oh, yeah. being uh, it, yeah. older gentlemen. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, white guys gay, gray-haired white men. Yeah, there you go. I mean, uh, all right, so, so Charles, give me some specific challenges faced oh. by, uh, or give our listeners some specific challenges that might be faced by a widowed woman. They've probably worked fewer years than the guy has. Okay. They may not have been, you know, they cared for kids and parents, just women in general care for kids and parents. So they take, they're out of the workforce for a while. Right. They typically have earned less uh, and they may just not know. Women have a tendency to invest more conservatively. That sometimes gets to be problematic, just depending. Mm-hmm. They, you know, like I said, they've been less involved in the finances. They're going to live longer. And that's that's one of the things. And they just sort of haven't necessarily planned for that. I mean, we this whole longevity thing is a big deal. And people are living yeah. longer and longer and longer. The body can be kept alive for a long time. The brain can't. The, the, yeah, we haven't cracked that riddle be, yet. No, we haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. We've talked about it before. We'll undoubtedly talk about it in the future. And I just think it's, you know, once you get through, help them, get through the grief of, you know, losing a spouse, uh, whether it's a man or, you know, husband or a wife, it's, you've got to get back down to the basics and you've just got to be kind and gentle and nudge them in the direction of where they need to go. Give them, give them things to think about incrementally so that they get to the right place. And if it's, if it's just a big mess and we've seen big, just giant messes, you got to be candid and tell them, this is a big mess. Here's how we might be able to help you fix that. But I'm not sure how you got in this situation. It's 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 a challenge all the time in that respect. Well, so that's do, that's why we do this, though. How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? So you just got to yeah, exactly. You just got to start taking the steps. All right. Well, we'll we'll move on here in just a second. But if if you could speak just specifically to the husbands out there, and you had a little piece of advice to yeah. you know just to kind of say, hey, as someone who's been doing this for many 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 years, uh, when it comes to the challenges for women, what would you say to the gents? Uh, it's really simple. There's only two things you need to do. Involve them in what is going on. Involve your wife and respect her opinion. It's going to be different from yours, but if you don't respect it in this context, then I, are you in anything else? Gotcha. They have right. a voice. You need to listen. It's just that simple. Fantastic. Well, there you go. So it's just that simple. All right. So that's part of the podcast today. So if you've got some, if you're a woman, you're feeling like you've got some financial challenges ahead of you or things you want to learn, well, reach out to Charles at any time and let him know you'd like to talk. Him and Sherry, come and have a conversation. 480-513-1830. And we're going to plug away at a few more things. We're going to change the topic just a bit and have a little bit of fun real fast before we wrap up this week. I've got some financial rules for you, Charles, some retirement rules. (laughs) And I want to know if they are legit or full of it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, okay. you left out a couple of letters in the last one. Or bull, there. if you would prefer to yeah, use that's bull. Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, okay. I'm going to put, put these four together because I think I know what your answer is going to be. I've been talking to you long <laughs> enough. So the 10% rule, the 4% rule, the 25X rule, and the 80% rule. What do you think? None of them are a rule. This is the thing that drives me the They're most rule nuts of thumb. about They're rules of thumb. Okay. And some of them... You know, the 10% rule is save 10% of your income from retirement, you'll be fine. I don't know that. No one knows that. That's just crap. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, that definitely fits in the bull category. <laughs> well, that's right. Uh, the 4% rule is the rate of withdrawal. Theoretically, a mathematical paper was written years and years and years ago called the 4% rule. Right. And it was a rule of thumb. And it was it's generally accepted as if you take 4% of your portfolio out uh, and adjust it for inflation, you'll never run out of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's doesn't work. 
it never did. They thought it did. It doesn't. Okay. Right. Uh, you know, it's the same thing with the 25X rule. Just multiply your annual income uh, by 25 and that's enough. I don't know. Is it? So if you make a, you <laughs> so, make a hundred grand a year, you need 2.5 to retire, 2.5 million to retire. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. 80% rule says you'll need 80% of your income. Well, you've got so many rules, which one's right? Well, none of those four are, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. And the 80 says basically that you only need 80% of your income to survive in retirement. Yeah. Yet the previous yeah. one just said you need 25 yeah. times it. <laughs> I know. So yeah, this is the whole point. It's nonsense. Okay. All right. It's nonsense. It's so I'll tell you though, the whole thing with this, and we got a couple more here and a couple of them are really pretty good. Okay. All right. Um, but this, the whole thing is that our industry just needs to default to something that's a no brainer. So simple that nobody can say, Oh, it's a rule. Fine. But it's not. Well, so, you could probably do that with any industry, right? I mean, you could probably yes. look at, you know, cars and auto manufacturing industry and say, Oh, you know, they, they, they do this because it's going to be this great idea for a car. And yeah. then the very next year yeah. they change it to something else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it all kind of happens. It's the, it's like all Sometimes of the, it's absolute, marketing, ab- right? the absolute facts about COVID-19 <laughs> have changed. Right. Almost daily. Oh yeah, that's Cause, right. Cause heat was going to just decimate this thing. And, uh, yeah. and you guys are like 4 million degrees there and it's. <laughs> A hot spot, right? Literally yeah, a hot spot, yeah. but a COVID hot yeah, spot. Yeah, literally well. and figuratively. Yeah. Great. Okay. Okay. Right. Good point. A couple that's, more. That's a great point. All right. Rule of 72. What is it and what do you think about it? Ah, it's absolutely a rule because it's just simple math. Okay. You divide you divide the interest rate percent, 6%, or you into 72, and you get the number of years it takes to double your money. That's a fact. It's math. It's a rule. A lot of times we'll hear divide, 10 years. Or, we'll say somebody will say you can take this by 10 years and everybody every 10 years or 12 years, it doubles your money. A lot of times you'll hear that. Well, that's right. And that's, that's, that's 72. It's, you know, or you can take the amount of time I'm 10 years away from retiring. Okay. I want to divide again. How, what kind of rate of return do I have to get to have my money double between now and then? Gotcha. Okay. So you divide either one interest rate or time into the number 72 and you get the other one that you don't, that you're trying to solve for. It's okay. absolutely a rule. It's legit. It's totally legit. All right. All right. The rule of 2.67. I am not familiar with this. I wasn't either. I had to look it up. Oh, interesting. All right. <laughs> well, uh, what's its deal? So, uh, and it's not a rule. It could be a rule, but who, who picked 2.67? I don't know. I don't know either. Nobody told it. So I don't know. Is that the right numbers? It's therefore it's not a rule. Hmm, interesting. Well, what is it? Well, it says, how do you calculate your income you're going to need in inflation adjusted 25 years in the future? Oh, okay. So it's it's saying 2.67 for inflation. Is that what it's saying? Yeah. 2.67 for inflation, but why 25 years? See, there's just all these little parts that don't make sense. Maybe that's the average years of retirement, maybe? Until, I don't know. (laughs) Well, right. If we knew how long, if you knew how long you're going to live, you could reverse engineer a great plan instantly. (laughs) Oh, I have no, and that's what I've always tell. I said to people, "Hey, if you can tell me how much money you're going to spend every year for as, for as long as your life, and tell you the day you're going to die, I can prepare for you the absolute, totally one hundred percent perfect plan." Right, but and there's this little thing called that. life, they, right? Yeah, gets in the way. Yeah, too funny, too funny. Okay, so seven, rule of seventy-two so far is our is our clear cut legit yeah. winner. Uh, the rule of a hundred. Many many of us have heard this, but just give us the quick break on it. That's it. That's the easy one. That is, you subtract your age from a hundred, and that's the percent. If I'm fifty years old, I should have fifty fifty in stocks and fixed income. If I'm sixty years old, I should have sixty percent in fixed income because I'm supposed to get more conservative as I get older, and only forty percent. Stocks in, in so a way like target date funds, they're supposed to peel down the risk as they as you get closer to the target. That's date. exactly right. But we've adjusted it. I don't mind that one. Okay, it's a it's a very useful rule of thumb in my opinion. Okay, but because people are living longer, 
we've adjusted it to like 120 subtract oh, the range okay. from 120 okay. and so i mean you can you can do that so yeah. you know i'm i'm okay with that one okay but it's not a rule all right so it's legit but it's still a rule of thumb yes it's a rule of thumb okay. and you know to be a rule is a rule is a rule rules are rules a rule there you go if it's going to be called a rule then it damn better well be a rule okay all right well then there you go and that's what charles scott thinks about it folks <laughs> <laughs> well before we depart this week charles anything else you want to share with us before we go one little thing, Mark, it's something that I've talked about briefly before. It's uh, a program that we've created. We're calling Rescue My 401k. We've actually got it live and working. Uh, it's taken a while to get there, but we're really excited about it. And what it really is, allows folks to do is roll over their current 401k. Maybe there's some things they aren't able to invest in in their 401k, and they'd like to do some other things, a little more creative things with it. Uh, you can do it at any age, at any, any amount of money. No penalties, no taxes. Uh, you could keep contributing to your current 401k and get the company match. It's kind of a sophisticated legal process that we can help people accomplish some cool strategic financial goals that they can't do inside a 401k. So we're we're looking to help you rescue it. And if you're interested, give us give us a call at the office and we'll give you a lot more information. We can see if you qualify because this isn't right for everybody. But, that's awesome. Uh, that's exciting. We think we, we think it's cool. Yeah, that's very exciting. Uh, and, and we and we know it works and it's made you know, so that's that's why we've been working on it for a while. So it's live. It works. Give us a holler. Sherry can tell you a little bit about it. I'll be happy to talk to you if you want to. OK, and, well, uh, we'll go from there. Well, how you holler is by calling 480-513-1830. That's 480-513-1830 to rescue your 401k and have that conversation. Uh, very exciting. And that's going to do it this week for Financial Choices Matter. So we will see you next time here on the program. Stay safe and stay sane. We'll talk to you next time. Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.